Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2023. It is a Tuesday. I don't know why that's extra additional info. I don't know why I said it like that, but it is Tuesday and it is Valentine's Day. Hopefully you're having a good day. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Quick programming note. I don't think I'm going to do a live stream tomorrow. I'll explain why in a little bit. So we'll have today's live stream Tuesday, no live stream Wednesday. And then Thursday, we're going to have the reschedule of Philly Bowden. We're going to have her on for happy hour, bringing in a guest. So that should be it for, and then Friday will be normal. So those are the programming notes for that. I want to make sure you guys know. Uh, before we get into it, let's say hi to everyone listening on the audio-only version on the podcast. Welcome to you guys. Hopefully, you're having a good run out there today. Weather's changing here in the Midwest. So like, get your run in now while you can, which you are if you're listening. So good for you. Hopefully, it's dry and not raining or snowing where you are right now. Uh, everyone that's watching this live, not live, but later in the day, welcome to you guys. Well, hopefully, you got your run in already. And maybe you just came in from your run, you took a shower, and now you're just kind of in that moment after the shower where you're like now back in your warm, dry clothes and just hanging out and listening to this and then just relaxing for a minute before you do got to do whatever you got else you got to do for the rest of the day. That's where I hope you're at. Even if you're not, that's okay. But I think that's what I'm envisioning for those of you who are watching this not live. <laughs> All right, let's see who we got in the chat here today. Uh, we got Frank coming in hot. With, about the Yasuo 800, he says, no one actually does a Yasuo 800 the way they are described, which is to stop completely for as long as it takes you to run them between each sets. It's a terrible workout as described. That's that's what I do, right? I don't stop. Well, yeah, I do pretty much. I walk. I might stop for like the first, you know, I, the last time I did them, I didn't, I just kept walking the whole time, but I walked. So my goal was to have a 255, 800, so then my recovery was 255. That's how you, I know a lot of people jog the 400. I don't think that's right either. Unless you're, they, although like I read somewhere saying that like, if you are like a five hour marathoner, five minute recovery is too long. So probably jogging a quarter lap is, is right. But I think the recover, they say that like physiologically two and a half minutes, you're pretty much 100% recovered from no matter what you're doing. I mean, unless it's like a full-on race, but if you're talking about repetitions, I think there was a study done on like what is full recovery, 30 seconds, 90 seconds, two and a half. They found out like there was no like perceived difference between resting two and a half or three minutes. Although when I do the uh, Yasuo 800s, if I rest two and a half, I feel it. <laughs> so that's, that's my take on it. I think I'm doing them right. Equal recovery as work. Well, how are other people doing it? What do you mean by Frank? What do you mean by terrible work? I was described. What, how, what's everyone else doing? What's everyone doing wrong? I don't know. Sean's here. He says, hey, everyone, with a wave. And he subbed out speed work for a hit and Hills ride on the Peloton today. PT wants me to try another two-mile test run tomorrow. Turns out being injured is pretty boring. Well, it is, but, you know, you've been doing all this other strength work. So that's good, Sean. And you get to run two miles tomorrow. So let's look forward to tomorrow. Terrence is here. Is just going to sit here and do my taxes. <laughs> there we go. I think that's what I'll do for tomorrow, not tomorrow, but maybe for Thursday when I welcome everyone that's watching this, not live, but on YouTube, I'll say, hope your taxes preparation is going well. That's what I'll, I'll use that for tomorrow. I like it. Leona says, happy Valentine's Day, co-fam. Just stopping in for a short bit. Well, good to see you again, Leona. And Adventure Run says, yo, yo, yo. 
Mark Peterson says, hey, I got my first two plus hour long run in yesterday in the Boston training block. Nice, nice work. Um, Boston's going to be here before we know it. So that is, uh, whew. it's hard to think about, I think, in February that like Boston is really close, but that's where, that's where it is. That's where we're at. Um, and that has me think I'm doing a lot of stuff with relay over there. It's that group on Patreon that I'm a member, like a part of, uh, it's a pay service cause it's on Patreon, but uh, there's a lot of Boston content going out and I feel kind of bad because I haven't run Boston before. I mean, I've trained for Boston, like to, to qualify for Boston, but I've never run Boston before for a variety of, of weird reasons all surrounding the pandemic. But um, so like, you know, you got people on there like Kara Gotcher talking about her experiences racing Boston as a pro. And then you got people like Bromka talking about how like basically writing like a love letter to Boston, like every couple of days, he just could go on about Boston forever. And I'm like, ah, I'm excited to try it. You know, so I'm trying to like cheerlead the best I can, but there's a lot of stuff going on over there. That's already been up and coming up soon. So if you're interested in like a lot of Boston content, Relay is going to be a good place to be. There's other non-Boston stuff too, but that's kind of been a lot of stuff that's on my mind lately. Luis is here. He says, yo, what's going on? Happy Valentine's Day. I think that's a Valentine's Day. I mean, I know that's what it is, but like V apostrophe heart. That works. I kind of I kind of like it. You could probably just gotten away with the without the V. Just heart day, you know. Mm. Yeah, going back, going back to the yes, 800s. JC says that he thought the proper way to do it was to do a recovery jog, 400 meters in between. See, that's what I, that's how I think most people do it. But my understanding is the way because I, I listened to an interview of Bart Yasso. I don't remember who did the interview, but I remember listening to the interview and he said, "You need to be fully recovered." And if you don't know what that means, that means like you know, a good rule of thumb just to make it nice and round. Cause the whole thing about the Yasuo 800s, it was just like nice round, easy numbers to remember is that you do equal recovery as work one-to-one -one ratio. I mean, I think that's, I think we're talking about the same thing, Frank. And Frank says that's, how, you know, that's talking to JC says that's how most people do them, which is a lot more reasonable. So you don't think the equal recovery, like standing around is valid. I don't think that's how Yasso would treat it. I don't know. Adam wants to know who is Billy Billy Bowden. It's Philly Philly Bowden. That's the same one that you said you didn't know who that was last time, Adam. Philly Bowden. She's on YouTube. Uh, I've been watching her running vlogs and training vlogs. Uh, she was a runner at Oregon. She's from England, and she came to the United States to run for Oregon. And then she's now back in England. And now she's running with a pro group up in Manchester, um, which I recently discovered is a couple hundred miles north of London. And uh, it's a New Balance pro group. So she's running up there. She's training for... She ran Seville last year. She's got another marathon coming up. I don't, I don't think she's announced which one it, it is yet. So that's who she is. So if you want to check her out, check her out on YouTube. She's also on like uh, Instagram as well. All right, let me scroll down and catch up to you guys. Um, yeah. Mm, one HP says Philly's YouTube is so fun. It is fun. Sometimes it's a lot of high energy, and, and I feel like it's not directed. You know, it's not directed at forty-three-year-old dudes. 
you know, um, which is, you know, make, makes sense. Um, and I'm just like, this is not, this energy is not for viewers like me. But I think she attracts a, ra- a wide ra- range of ages in terms of the people that watch her content, which I think is cool. Dominic Spernowski says, I always wanted to write an article explaining why the math behind the Yasuo 800 translates so well to marathon finishing time. Uh, I think that if you asked Robbie, he would say it's because it's all a simulation and it's like a weird, another coincidence that doesn't make sense. But for me, basically, it's a, it's a VO2 max workout. If you, if you think about it, the 800s and the pace I need to run the 800 to run my marathon time is um, w- what I would really like my 5K PR to be. And it's right about where I think my um, where I think my 5K PR would be if I were to go out and do one, maybe adjusting the training for a couple of weeks first and then gone out for it. And so I think in the same way that like the VO2 max tables work out, and the reason I'm talking about like uh, aerobic thresholds and lactate thresholds, the reason why all those work out, it's just the same reason why all those other things work out. And it's just, I think the 800 happens to be a nice kind of number that where all those things kind of coincide nicely. I don't know. Um, Adam says, what can you tell us about the A6S4? It's released in Japan, but not here. Uh, I just messaged you, Adam, on it, about it. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see that. But yesterday, I don't know if you guys follow the A6 Japan Instagram. And why would you? Because it's in Japanese. I always have to hit the hit the translate button on it. But they I don't know if it's released. I couldn't tell if it's released or if it's coming or what. But the A6S4 is a shoe that looks a lot like a magic speed, but it's got FF Turbo in it. So it kind of looks like um it kind of looks like the magic speed shape, but with the upper and midsole of like a like the silhouette of the magic speed but it looks like a meta speed um and the idea behind that shoe is supposed to be ideally designed this is all stuff that i've gleaned from the asics japan instagram so i i haven't communicated with asics about it i suppose i could ask but i haven't and since you're asking me the question i'll answer with the information i have and it's designed to help people that are trying to break four hours in the marathon. So my understanding in Japan, and I'm hoping to go to a running store to see this for myself, is that uh, the way that running store, like here in the US, it's like, there'll be like road shoes, walking shoes, trail shoes, and maybe they're kind of arranged by brands or maybe by use case. But my, what my understanding is that shoes in Japan are arranged by marathon time or your pace. So like slower runners, whatever you want that to mean, um, have like one section of the store that they can look at and then like four hour marathoners and then three hour marathoners and so forth. And you're kind of like in air quotes, not allowed to get into some of these plated shoes unless you have a certain marathon time. That's kind of my understanding of how things work, which aligns with my experience with, you know, a lot of the way that Korean people interface with sport, where there's just a lot of gatekeeping and it's very, very weird like that to me. Um, that I don't want to say that another culture is weird, but like it, it's a very different way of approaching the sport in my from what I'm used to. 
So I think that's kind of like to help people get from like the one side of the store to the other. And that's what this S4 is supposed to be. And so someone was saying, um, Eric, so is a plateless magic speed? I don't know if there's a plate. It looks like there's a plate in it. But I don't know if like the plate is tuned different or the FF turbo is tuned. I don't know what, what makes it uh, ideally suited for a sub four marathon shoe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, what's the, what's the, maybe it's a little bit more cushioned than it is fast, you know? So a little bit easier on the body because you're going to be hitting the ground that many more times compared to a three hour person. I don't know. So yeah, so that, I don't really know what's going to go on with that S4. And I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be a global release or not, or if it's just going to be a Jap or, or maybe an Asia release. I don't know. I haven't heard much about it. The other shoe that I haven't heard much about until this morning was the Evo Ride Speed. I thought that might also be like a not US release, but um, uh, Ben's McCann's. Uh, uh, she, her Instagram, she taught, had like a whole like photo shoot about it. Clayton Young was in it and Lindsay Flanagan. They were all in the Evo Ride Speed and they kind of had, it had like general copy in it. And I was like, I don't understand. It's not really explaining much to me, not that useful, but it looked like a taller Evo Ride, like an Evo Ride Max kind of, if you want to think of it that way. So those are two shoes that are like, no one like no one from Ace, not not that i always get a rundown on shoes from asics not like asics always like hey mike we're releasing a new shoe let's hop on a call that doesn't happen so like it's not unusual that i didn't hear about it but like i i had no idea these were coming and then, you know i've met asics at tre i've gone to their headquarters in boston and gotten a preview of shoes that were coming like i knew about the cumulus for a really long time you know but like these are just like coming out of nowhere like I knew about all the trail shoes that were coming too, which I'm pretty excited about. But like these are coming out of nowhere and I'm like, oh, these are interesting. Tell me more. But I don't know. Some fun stuff. Some fun stuff. Um, Nicholas Holland wants to know if I talked about the Invincible 3 yet. They look really nice. I think these do look nice. And you know what? Uh, you know, I really want to love this shoe. And I'm not saying that I don't, but this shoe is a little bit confusing to me. Uh, one, it's definitely not flying it. It, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they keep calling it flying it. This is not like the Zoom Fly, uh, the like the um, Vaporfly four percent flying it. This is not the same material. This, it's like it's like there's a plastic film on it that is really like scratchy and not nice. Very plasticky. It's like if you took a regular flying it shoot and then covered it in crazy glue. Like if you were trying to do like a DIY like water repellents and just covered it in glue. That's kind of what it looks and kind of feels like. So it's a very odd upper. I do like that they've gotten rid of almost all of the superfluous padding. You would need almost none of it if this was an actual fly knit shoe. But so the upper is better, but it's still weird. It's not I, at least they take flying it out of the name. It's not technically in the name, I don't think, anymore. I think it's just Invincible Run 3. It's not Invincible Run Flying It 3, you know? But there's that. But the, the midsole definitely feels different. And, like, the first mile, I was like, this shoe is, like, messed up. Then I kind of warmed. And, and now, granted, I, I needed a recovery day today. So, like, 
my feet are pretty tired and my body's all a little bit messed up. Double rush all day yesterday. So like I try, I'm trying not to read too much into today's run. I got into a rhythm with it later on eventually, but it's still an assertive shoe, but it's very different to me than the Invincible 1 and 2. So like right now, where I'm thinking is like it sits to me in between a Nova Blast and a Nimbus 25. I want it to feel more like a Nova Blast. It doesn't. It's firmer than that. And it's not as impact absorbing as a Nimbus 25. It's very comfortable to walk around in. And I think a lot of people are going to buy it for that because it looks nice. But running wise, like I'm trying to figure out exactly how it wants. It's, 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 it's not as assertive as the Invincible Run 1. It's passive aggressive. It, it definitely wants me to do something different than what my body wants to do. It's just not letting me know it right away. Kind of took me like eight or nine miles to kind of figure it out. And I think I've got it figured out. And once you do get in a rhythm with it, it's fine. But like, that's the only thing it seems to like for me. It did not like my recovery run pace. So I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, those are just my first run, like first, first impressions. And they're so mixed. Like I went from like loving the shoe and hating it within like the same mile at times. I don't know about loving it, eh, enjoying it to hating it within the same mile. So I gotta, I'm going to run it a couple more times to kind of figure out what's going on with this one. You know, <laughs> Mark Peterson says passive aggressive. So it's a perfect shoe for Minnesotans. You know who loves this shoe? Ben Johnson. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah. Nicholas Holland said, I ran in V1 and the ZoomX is confusing. It's too bouncy to be an easy day shoe, but too big and foamy to be a quick trainer. Yeah, I, um, yeah I'm yeah, i trying not to think of it. Uh, I, I'm trying to like clear my mind of all of the things I want it to be. I want it to be a Nova Blast, but it's not. And I, the version one, I wanted it to be what like the Nimbus 25 is, and it's not. I'm trying to think like, all right, well, I'm like, you tell me what you are. You know, like I'm trying to talk to this, like you tell me. Uh, it still hasn't revealed itself to me yet. So I got to figure it. I'm still figuring it out. I don't know. John Connor says though, the upper probably did a good job of blocking the wind this morning. It it did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get it wet. So that'd be a good test too. But um, yeah. Uh, ben Johnson had it on in, in Houston and when it got warm. So like, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's a hot shoe. Is it breathable though? It's relatively breathable. I'm breathing through it to test if it's breathable. Yeah. It's not as breathable as flying it. I've real flying it, but it's, it's okay. But the upper is much more stripped down, um, which I do like. I like this more than the version one, I think. So yeah frank says the upper does a weird shim shimmery thing on camera it does a weird shimmery thing in real life to me too yeah so yeah it's weird it's weird it looks it looked nice though on my feet like when i'm looking down on it i feel like it looked nice i like the look of it i like the design i like the change overall visually i like the changes i wish it were real flying it I don't know why Nike won't put real fly knit on a shoe. But anyway. Mm. 
Michael Haney says, V1 was a sponge for sweat. I liked it, though. I think this one might be less of a sponge for sweat. That's what I'm hoping. We'll see. Yeah, Kerry Smith says the Invincible Run 3 is a different shoe than the previous versions. Yeah, I think so. It's not. It's just not the same. Mm, Midlife Runner, what's going on? Says, yo, coach, have you checked in on Metathon or the CR plots in a while? How are you shaping up for Tokyo? You know what? I haven't checked in on Metathon. I'll have to do that. I haven't been liking Metathon. It just always seems to me, gives me a number that I have to then defend to myself why I'm faster than that. You know, so it always kind of underestimates. And I think it's because I think I, I think especially for low heart rate runners like you are, too. Um, I think that Metathon will severely underestimate what your projected marathon time should, should be. I'm feeling really good for Tokyo in terms of what I think are my indicator workouts. And I'm kind of using it off of like um, the VO2 dot tables. I don't really use the tables but I'm basing it off of um, the Jack Daniels um, running formula, which is VDOT. But his interpretations of what threshold should be versus what marathon pace should be. And so, like he says, you know, your threshold should be about like 15 to 30 seconds slow, faster than your marathon effort. And he says mainly 15, but that seems a little bit small. And I suspect that that narrow of a difference maybe pertains to very, very elite runners. So I think I'm probably closer to 30 seconds different um, between threshold pace and marathon pace. And given that, then I think I'm right at about where I'm at, a, I'm at a good level of fitness. I'm feeling strong, much better than I felt early on in the block where I was just felt like I was lethargic and nothing was working. So I think for me, switching to a nine day cycle, training cycle has really helped out a lot with that it's given me enough time to absorb the workouts and let my body respond, you know, to it well. So yeah, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. My biggest question now is like, you know, how much is Germany going to mess with um, traveling the week before Tokyo going to mess with, because I go to Germany and then I'll be back home for like four days and then go to Tokyo for a week. So that's going to be a really weird taper. But, you know, we're going to roll with it. I mean, it's no more weird than a person who has to work a full-time job and then try to race a marathon, you know? So like, you know, little things, you know, I'm not, not really complaining. All right. Ethan Brown says, I was hoping, talking about the Invincible 3, I was hoping from the look of the leaks that they would have dropped the weight, but the fact that it's the same, if not heavier, is massively disappointing. Um, yeah, it, 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 in hand, it both feels light and heavy. Cause it's a much bigger shoe than it like it looks like it's, it's a big shoe. There's a lot of shoe here. Um, and there's a lot of zoom X foam, but I find myself, I enjoy it the best, even though there's so much foam here. If I don't use any of this big bulk of foam and I land like from here forward, then I <laughs> enjoy it the most. So they can, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I like it. I'm not sure. You just got, I have to be so much more careful when I'm talking about a Nike shoe because people will get so mad and touchy. So just trying to be circumspect. Uh, Mila2858 says, favorite running socks? I have a couple of brands that I like. I really like Stance and I really like Darn Tough. 
Um, Darn Tough is uh, a Vermont-based company. They make their socks in the United States, and I believe there's a lifetime guarantee on those. Or I don't know. There's some sort of deal. If you get if you wear a hole through them, they'll. I don't know if you just normal wear and tear counts, but anyway, they have a good. I've never had to avail myself of the warranty. But if you want socks made in the USA, Darn Tup is great. Stance is great too. I I mean, they just have a variety of fun options and also like normal options too. Um, and just the socks are great. I never have to think about them. So I like I like those. Those are probably my two favorite brands. Shannon says, Hey Co. Hey Co fam, I love Invincible version one. I hope version three isn't so stable that it doesn't feel cushy and bouncy. I think that it feels less, a little bit less stable. And so it's not, it's a different kind of, there's, to be, let's, we'll use, let's use very precise scientific words. There's a little bit less bounce and a, a moderate amount more squish. So I feel like that's a change in the right direction. The first one, like it was just so like bouncy. It wasn't firm, but it was just so bouncy that I just felt like, like I didn't have a lot of control like i had to be very careful where i put my how i put my foot down in that shoe and it was otherwise it was going to be a weird muddled experience kind of like when you land on the trampoline and when you time your jump on a trampoline wrong you know so it was kind of weird it, it, it was exciting and i liked version one but it, it was so assertive it was like you didn't that was not what i liked do it the way i like it you know i felt like that's what the shoe says this shoe is more like if you liked it that way, fine. That's not how I would have done it, but you know, go ahead. That's kind of what I feel like this shoe is saying. Continuing the passive aggressive metaphor. Mm, Jody Beck says, "What is the the ASIC shoe you ran in the other day? Blue and green. You had it in your feet on Strava. I like the colorway. It's it's a MetaSpeed Sky Plus. So I have been talking with um, ASICs and like asking if there's going to be a Tokyo colorway." Uh, and they're like, it was a weird answer because they were <laughs> they were like, yes, but we're not sure if it's going to be available for you in time. So we'll send you a different pair, a new colorway, but not the Tokyo colorway, just in case. So they sent me this one, which is fine. Like my other, this one, this MetaSpeed Sky Plus, it's got like 150 miles on it, maybe. This one, these are both MetaSpeed Sky 1s. This one's got like 125. This one's only got like 60 miles on it. But this MetaSpeed Sky Plus, which I prefer, has like uh, 100, 125, 150 miles on it. So I was happy to get a new one. Not that I needed it, but, you know, you're sending me all the way to Tokyo. Got to be fresh, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> Davin Patterson says, I love the first two versions of the Invincible, but I feel like a garbage person when I put Nikes on. <laughs> It's, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out, you know, ways to handle reviewing shoes from a brand that I don't love the his, the way that this brand has treated people, you know, but because so many people do run in it, so many people don't care, doesn't sway their opinion one way or the other. And they have questions about it. So I feel like I, you know, I can't, I can't ignore those shoes. So I'm trying to figure out ways to have experience in these shoes so I can talk about them, you know, without like 
unintentionally or promoting a brand that I'm not really approving of. You know what I mean? I think you do, Devin. And I, cause I know what you mean. <laughs> Travis McCuller says, Hey, come on, fam. I made it to a live stream. LOL in Chicago. Are you in town, dude? Awesome. Momentum Unbound says, Hello. Well, good to see you again. And Rambling Runner knows what Davin's talking about, too. He says, Same Davin, same. Uh, Matt Legrand here. He says, That's an impressive fuel. Thanks, Matt. I'm, I'm experimenting with different stuff. You know, I got a little bit more space now that we're out in the suburbs. And I thought, you know what? Let's have something fun for like live streams, you know, a little bit more co colorful. Um, so I thought, you know, like, I'm going for it. I'm going to try it. We'll see where I can take it. This is not the final setup. Ikea did not have enough shelves for me to fill it up. And so, like, we'll, we'll keep working on it. Luis Becerra has been on the marathon predictor. He says, the 538 marathon predictor says, I can do a 334 marathon. I wish. Well, Luis, 538, that's a statistics house. You have to have maybe more faith in yourself. Have you thought about it that way? What if they're right? What if it's right? <laughs> Martha says, a marathon prediction chart tells me, based on my recent 5K, that I should run a 403 marathon. And she says, I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, the predictors have always been, um, yeah. I, I've I've made a couple, several videos about like what the predictions are. And on the ones where I've done like an elaborate like survey of all the different potential prediction models beforehand, those races, I ended up blowing up and like hitting the wall. And so I didn't have like a good, like oh, how correct or incorrect was it kind of thing. Um, but maybe that's enough information right there. Cause I would, I think in all those instances, I would go out faster than what the race predictor said I could. And so clearly I couldn't do that pace so maybe they were right i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> and all the ones that races that i've done well i haven't like done that kind of survey ahead of time so i i've just decided i'm not going to really worry about it ahead of time i have an idea where my fitness is based on my training and how i'm feeling and i i have an idea because some of my runs my long runs are like doing long blocks at marathon effort and so like i have an idea of what it feels like to run what I can run in about three hours. And so like, or what I can maintain for about three hours or so. And so like, you know, I kind of try to race by effort a little bit. I don't worry about the paces that much. any, Not that much anymore. Although I think, I mean, I mean, I think for Tokyo, one thing I am going to do is try and memorize the 5k splits of my goal time which I've never done that before. Normally, and you guys have seen my race videos where I'm like, all right, 15K, we're coming in at, I don't know, some sort of time. We may or may not be on pace. I'll find out at the half marathon mark, you know? So this time I'm going to have an idea, I think, as we go of what like my 5K splits are in terms of my goal. So we'll see. Matt talking about Nike says, okay, Nike is massive, which means there's so much good and so much horrible stuff going on within that company. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, some of my favorite people in running work there or have worked there, you know, so it's like not saying that once you go there, you become part of the hive mind, 
but there's there's just a lot you know all right dominic wants to know he's got a question I like that question emoji you got in there. He says, any opinion on the Hoka Mach 5 versus the Nimbus 25 as a daily trainer, ignoring the obvious price difference? Um, for me, I like the Mach 5 as a daily trainer because it's a little bit lighter and springier. You can even, I mean, it's great for strides. You can even probably take it on some workouts too if you needed to do that. And you can also take, I've taken it out on 20 mile runs and it's great. So it could do a little bit of everything. The Nimbus 25, I feel like is much more comfort oriented. So like for me, it's like easy pace maybe an easy plus pace, but it, I did strides in it and it was just like, what are we doing here? You know, let's, let's be frank. Let's just be, you know, this is who I am. I don't like doing this. I felt like that's what the Nimbus was telling me. Like, let's just, you know, 10 mile easy pace. That's great. I feel like we could do that all day. Let's go. But these strides, you know, I'm not sure. So that's kind of how I felt about it. So, um, so it depends on what you want out of the daily trainer. For me, out of a daily trainer, I just want it to be able to do like my everyday run really fun in a fun way. You know, that's why I like the big squishy shoes. Um, some people um, need to have some more of that versatility because they want to use it for workouts. Um, so like I like the Nimbus 25, but they're almost kind of different classes of shoes for me. I think, I, I, you know, the Nimbus 25 is definitely a tall shoe. It's in that max cushion category. And that's kind of how I look at that one, you know, but a lot of the max cushion shoes tend to be some of my favorite daily trainers because when then I do go to faster paces and workouts, I'm reaching for the carbon. So like I'm going from this side of the wall to this side of the wall, kind of, I don't know the Mach fives on over here, but yeah, does that, I hope that makes sense. Um, that, that new kid says, do you have any insights regarding the glide ride Four? I don't, I do know I've reached out to ASICS for official comment. I do have insights, but I don't know. I don't know how much information I can share. The information I can share is that I've reached out to ASICS for official comment, and there is new colors coming out this summer. So maybe that means some of the old colors will go on sale. The Glide Ride Three, which is this shoe up in the corner here, my hundred mile video will be coming out. What's today? Tuesday. It'll come out tomorrow. So um, yeah. So I'll talk a little. Well, I don't know that I'll be able to talk about it much more than that. I don't think I can. So that's the information that I have. So I would say if you like it, get it. If you love it, get a couple. Mm. All right, Travis says he's in Chicago for work till Saturday. Should get plenty of downtime for plenty of miles. I think the weather should be nice too, right? I don't know. My wife's supposed to go back to Iowa for a little bit this week. So I'll be home with the kids by myself. And everyone's talking about this storm that's coming. And I'm looking at like the Crystal Lake weather and it just looks like we might get rain one day. And I know that we're like 40 miles from Chicago. So it's like not that different, but maybe a little bit different. But I think it should be pretty nice. So hopefully you get some good good running in. Ooh, Daniel Burton says, are you running the Carlsbad 5000 this year? Oh, that is a race that I always want to run every year. I always watch the replay every year. It looks like such a fun race. If I can't run it, I'd like to at least go because so many pros go and run that race. But it is a race that I'd like to run one day. It's on my list of like races I'd like to do. I think the fact that it's like a Skechers race, right? Isn't it? Or Meb owns it. I think something like that. So I'm not I'm not sure. It's not like a race that like 
I can easily find like the sponsor to like be like, hey, you want to fly me out so I can run this race? So I'll have to like figure out a way to plan it. I do have family that lives in Carlsbad. I don't know how to explain it. Well, I do know how to explain it, but there's not an easy word for it. My dad's cousin's kids. So does it make them my second cousins? I don't know. Uh, one of them lives in Carlsbad. She's a nurse practitioner. Her husband's a doctor. They got a beautiful house in Carlsbad. I think it's Carlsbad. So I'd like to go out there. And it's been a while. My wife used to have um, a work conference in San Diego every year. Uh, and it would be, always be the weekend after Comic-Con. So every time I would go, like the entire city's like hungover and exhausted and a little bit messier than normal, I think. Um, and so I would see her like regularly, but now my, my that work conference got moved. So I don't haven't been down to San Diego in several years. So hmm. yeah, Macron says here an idea for the shoe wall, a few LED light strips within the shelves. I know it's dark in there and there's a lot of shadows. I'm not th that's one of the things that I'm really unhappy about. So I'm trying to figure out like but I, I also really don't like LED light strips. So like, I don't know what to do. You know, I feel like when LED light strips aren't visible as LED light strips, I'm fine. I feel like it's really easy to go from LED light strips to like, this is my gaming cave. Like, and I don't want that. That's not the look that I want, you know? So like, do I just get little like loom cubes and put them but there's so many back here, you know? And I know Ikea sells little, like, cabinet, under cabinet mount lights that maybe that might work better. Or maybe if I just get little um, stick-on lights that get powered by watch batteries. But, like, I'm not a huge fan of the shadows that are going on here. So that's something that I have to think about. Like, I don't know if I maybe just need to get a better light, like, over here pointing directly at the wall a little bit better to get rid of some of these shadows. But I haven't had enough time to think about, like, how to fix that. But uh, yeah, you're right. It, there needs to be more lights in here. Mm, Kenny Moriyama, this is a quite tough question. What are some good non-Nike daily trainers that are also affordable between $60 and $80 like the Pegasus sale price? Is the, is the Pegasus really that, on that, that much of a sale? Ooh, that's a tough one. I would say look at the Adidas SL. I don't know if they call it SL.3. It used to be called the SL20. That was three versions ago. Then the SL20 version two, they just called the SL20. It looked completely different. The, I mean, there was an upper change and there was a slight change to the midsole, but it was still an SL20. Definitely different than the first one. I just don't think they called it anything else. They just kept calling it the SL20. And then the SL20, the version three, Everyone's just calling SL.3, point, point but I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but it's called the SL, not the Adizero SL, which I prefer, but it's a much more expensive shoe. It's brand new, so it's not going to be on sale. But I'll look at the SL20. See if you can find, you might be able to find like Nova Blast 2s on sale, maybe towards 80 bucks. That'd be one place that I'd look. Um... Hmm, what else would be in that price? You might be able to find some Nimbus Light 3s, which is over here somewhere. Oh, it's underneath this comment. It's right here. That's a Nimbus Light 3. 
Uh, I'm trying to think what else would I really like that you could also get at 60 to 80 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. I like this rambling runner says new business idea, blow up predictor. I think that'd be really fun. If you're like, uh, yeah, I, 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 Matt, I think you're onto something here. So instead of a, a marathon time calculator, you could use something like that, like the formula that like Metathon is based off of. Um, but instead of telling you what your predicted race time will be, like, what if you like, you connect your Strava to it, it looks at your last eight weeks of running and you tell it how fast you're planning on running a race. And then based on that, it'll tell you when will you bonk. <laughs> That's, yeah, because I feel like it could be like, oh, 16 miles. You know, it's like, oh, you ran four miles a week for the last five weeks. I mean, four miles, four times a week for the last five weeks. And they were all easy runs. Yeah. And you want to run what pace? Yeah, you're going to make it about 15 miles before you start having a bad day. And I feel like the response should not be should be just like that. Like maybe get some real language in it. Get some chat GPT going on in there. And be like, yeah, you're going to be in for a long day, bro. Cause you're going to run really well for 15 miles and you're going to have to walk the next 11. <laughs> uh, if it was just really super condescending. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Eric says the bonk predictor also sounds naughty. Maybe wall me. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think bonk means is a, is is a bit of a tawdry word for the our UK friends, right? So, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that that new kid says sixty to eighty bucks, maybe a discounted try Nusa try, like the thirteen. I you know what are the sale prices on the Nusa? People that like the Noosa, that's like a little mini cult. That's like a sub cult of the running culture. I feel like people, people that I've, I have a pair. They sent me the Noosa 14. I just never, and also the, the latest Evo ride. I just never got around to trying them on. I don't know, but people that have tried on the Noosa, they love it. Jody says, every time I, you say about shoes being on sale, I wish somewhere else. Example, the Nike Pegasus is 38 and the Nike DFO is 120 bucks. The original RRP was about 180. Yeah, everything's expensive in Australia, man. It's so weird. Like I remember for a while, I remember watching videos about people talking about like Adobe products. Adobe products for some reason are crazy expensive in Australia even though it's like software you download off the internet, right? And I, I, and I don't know why. And so people will talk about, and I think this was before like they switched to their subscription model. Back when it used to, you would get like a physical box and there'd be discs inside and stuff. But like, I remember people would talk about like, it's cheaper to fly to New York for the day, buy it in a store in New York and then fly home. Like don't even get a hotel but you could probably still get a hotel and it'll still be cheaper than buying it in Australia. So weird stuff like that. People would like fly to other countries to get software. I don't know if people actually did that, but they talked about it. I don't know. 
but like you guys are so really so far away. I think, I mean, software doesn't make sense, but other things that get shipped make sense. But then again, like shoes are coming from closer. It's not as far to get to Australia as, in, as it is the U.S., but maybe the the numbers that they're moving, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Ooh, Travis says, I was able to get the Takumi Sen for 90 bucks. That's an amazing buy. I love running in them. That is a good buy. But it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't daily train in that shoe though. I don't know. But, but someone that's looking for a Pegasus, I don't depending on if you like the recent Pegasuses, which I have not loved them. Then, then maybe I have so high, I have really high hopes for the Pegasus 40. Come on, 40th edition. Please be good. Please be good. I don't know. Mm. Eric says, I got a sample bonk bar and I couldn't help chuckling the entire time I was eating it, says Beavis. Yeah, we had the bonk bar chews, right? And everyone, all, all the UK people were like, uh, you got, you're eating what? You know, so it's funny. Oh, Terry says, bonk hits a spot here, here in the UK. We use both meanings interchangeably. It gets confusing. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. Frank wants to know, when do you think they'll have AI coaching in the apps? Your watch could tell you you are slacking in chat GPT style text. I think that we're probably going to see it almost immediately. So think about like every single, like, I don't know, maybe you guys don't think about it, but I think about it a lot because I get all these emails about people like asking me to review their running watch. And they're like, it's a great running watch. It does this, it does this, it does this. And it costs $70. I'm like, there's no way it's good then. I feel like they could just have like um, the AI write them a training plan. I forget who I was watching. Oh, there's this new, very new YouTube channel. I've been, I've been watching a lot of like under 1,000 subscriber YouTube channels lately. Um, and I found this one guy, he's made like, you got to a thousand subscribers and like four videos, which makes sense because they were really good videos. I'll I'll have to find his name and tell you guys. Um, some maybe I'll tell you guys Friday. Because remember, no live stream tomorrow, and then Philly will be on Thursday. So Friday, I'll tell you guys. And he made a video. I had um, AI write me a training plan, and he's a coach, uh, younger guy, but coaches. And um, so he's looking at it, and he's like this actually isn't bad. Um, there are certainly things that I would tweak, but like, it's not a bad place to start. And he's like, I could see a lot of people who are like influencers looking to get into coaching. I always feel like, you know, that's a cheap shot, but that aside. So like people who are looking to get into online coaching and want a place to start could have that and then just tweak it based on their own experiences. And, the, and he's like, I think we're probably going to end up seeing a lot of the same running plans over and over again. And I'm like, yeah, probably. But we don't already see like the same running plans over and over again. I feel it isn't, isn't like most of the stuff that you see, like some sort of modification of like a Hal Higdon plan that people have found on the internet. Uh, or You know what I mean? So like, I'm not that incredibly worried about it, but I think that we'll see it really soon. Yeah, yeah, that's my answer really soon. 
Midlife Runner says he's going to bring a GoPro to the woodlands on March 4th and 83% sure he's going to blow up. What is 83 chance? It was like a five out of six chance. No, same. I'll be sure to provide real time feedback. Menathon has me at 311 to 312. I'm typically five minutes faster, and that's a lot of denial. Uh, okay. Yeah, but you've been doing all low heart rate, low heart rate running. I don't think he haven't done a marathon since you went low heart rate, right? Is that right? I think. I'm not sure. Mm, but yeah. Um, yeah. When I did Houston, I was doing mostly all low heart rate training until like the last like four weeks. And then I don't remember what um, Metathon had me at. But I ended up going out too hard because I was like, oh, that's wrong because I'm doing low heart rate training and Metathon doesn't understand low heart rate training, which I still believe, but I wasn't ready. And I definitely blew up. So who knows? <laughs> Matt Legrand, <laughs> he's like, this shoe all needs a name. It's like, he's got some ideas. Laces Levy, Shoe Sanctuary, Tread Barricade, Mileage Mantle. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's like a live stream set. I think that's, what, I, I don't think it needs a name. I don't, I don't want to give it a name. It's just the set. You know, it's the background. <laughs> uh, Legs Will Move says, we searched through our local TJ Maxx, Burlington, et cetera, and found the current model Pegasus 39 for $39.99 on all black colorway. Wow. That's a pretty good price. That's really cheap. Hmm. That, yeah. I, I can't imagine that there's a lot of those going around. Eric says, Ooh, having ChatGPT write a training plan would be hilarious. Watch it be right. Da, da, da. You know, like the training plan that that the thing had written was like it was like a five day a week training plan, had some rest days, and then the second rest day it actually suggested cross training. And it had like a long run a week, and then it was a slow build. So it was like it was sensible. It's not how I would currently train, but it wouldn't have been bad for like instead of like it would have been equivalent, I think, to the Hal Higdon plan that I used for my first couple marathons. You know. I mean, who knows? It might be just like putting into word form because it wrote things out in like words. Um, it might just be, and when whenever I see videos of people doing like interacting with ChatGPT, it reminds me of that show Ghostwriter. Did you guys ever watch that? It was on PBS, Ghostwriter. I feel like this is the right age demographic to ask that question. You guys might have seen it, but it's it's always really creepy to me like that. Like, who's typing this? But, um. I feel like it just gave me like a written description of a Hal Higdon plan. That's the thing. And so like, you know, I've watched a lot of videos about like the AI art and I've been like TikTok would feed me. I've, st I've kind of stopped using TikTok, but that last time I used TikTok, it would feed me a lot of TikTok posts from artists who claim, and I think they're right, that the information that the artificial intelligence learned from was their art. So it was making derivative works off of their, like very clearly in this one artist's distinctive style. You know, so it's like, it's not like analyzing the human form and like figuring out what humans are capable of or reading like research studies and creating a training plan based on that. It's reading training plans. 
and giving you a synopsis of like, I think maybe like a mean, like a dollar cost averaging thing type of thing of a variety of different types of training plans, you know? So like if it writes you a good training plan, it's because humans have written good training plans. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's like if, if the chat GPT were like, here's what you do. You run twice a week. The other three days of the week, you do jumping jacks, bunch of jumping jacks. And then the other two days, you know, you go out and train Rocky style and you chop wood and you carry water from a well and all that. And then you're going to run a, a great marathon. If that worked, then I'd be like, you know, you have figured something out. But if it's like, oh, this is like what a human would write. It's because it's plagiarizing what humans have written kind of, you know what I mean? So that's why I feel like, that's where I feel like AI is now. Who knows how fast that changes, but that's, that's the thing about like, that's my take. That's my hot take on AI, I guess. Hmm. Calvin Huang says about the big 40, it's going to be incremental as always. It's made more for casual and beginner runners than competing with the leaders. They release more colorways for the NFL than for any races or events. Well, that makes sense. You're going to sell more that way. You got to go, you got to follow the money. Etchan thinks that the Pegasus 40 will probably be a boring upper update. No, because I had the same. Wait. Was the 36 the change to. No, 36 was. Yeah. 36 was the full Zoom Air upper. 37 was React. 38 was upper update. Did I run into the 38? 39, they changed the midsole. So 40 should be an upper update, I think, right? Because they do every other year. I don't know. <laughs> Eric says, I'm pretty sure my coach is an AI bot. He has a podcast, but I'm still suspicious. Your, your coach is Dave Roach, right? I think, I think he might be in a cyborg Android. That guy has endless energy. There's like He, he is very certainly open up his, I think, right? That guy... I love the guy. The guy's like endless energy. I feel like if you opened up his chest, you'd find like some sort of like energon cube in there. <laughs> Nicholas Holland says, make the Pegasus have a Zumex puck instead of airbags out of zero, a cell style. I think that'd be great. I could see that happening. I could also see them like, I don't think that they will, but I think what would be even more interesting than the current Zoom airbag, which I don't love and is very different from the old, when Kushlon was the foam carrier, um, Zoom air pocket. I'd love them to go back to their original Zoom air pocket. I like that one. But imagine if they put like the Alpha Fly pod, a smaller version in the Pegasus. That would be, that would catch my attention. Like a tempo next percent, but one that people like, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Eric says about predicting the bonk says, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't predict your bonk in the Hal 9000 voice. <laughs> <laughs> or what if it was like in your headphones? It's like, I'm sorry, Eric. I can't let you run that fast. You'll bonk soon. Can, what if that, what if that was the cues instead of it? Like you're a Garmin beeping at you. And, and why aren't there different beeps? I feel like it should talk to you like R2-D2. But anyway, side note, that's a tangent. The main point, like instead of it beeping at you, like if you set your pace zone for the marathon, like you're going too fast or too slow, if it was like, Eric, you better slow down. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen in eight miles. Can you imagine that? 
I don't think I would want that. I don't I don't want that. <laughs> Samir Singh got some good deals. He says, I just got the Pumia Deviate Nitro 2 in $65 and the Clifton 8 at $70 and the 880 version 12 in 50. Is not these are great grabs? What do you think? These are great grabs. Deviate Nitro 2 for 65 bucks. That's a steal. That's a shoe right over here on the wall. Uh, it's a highly underrated shoe. Um, still very much has that kind of workhorse feeling. I think the closest to it right now on the market is the Cumulus 24 um, or the 880 version 11. Those are like, I think, comparable ones. But 65 bucks, that's great. Clifton 8 for 70 is great. On the Hoka website, you can't get it for less than 112. So getting it elsewhere for 70 bucks is an awesome deal. 880 version 12 for 50 bucks. 880 version 12 is highly underrated. It's really nice. It's much better than 880 version 11. Um, so 50 bucks, that's great. Those are great deals. I like it. <laughs> Matt says, oh, regarding the wall, he says, I'm wrong. Wrong, Co. It needs a name. Okay. I'll think, I'll, okay. I liked, what was it? Laces Levy. Is that what it is? No, I don't want that one. Um, my, mileage mantle, my mantle tread barricade. I don't like sanctuary, sewer sanctuary. That's a little bit weird. Uh, let's go with the mileage mantle. Okay, we can call it the <laughs> when Matt's around, we'll call it the mileage mantle. Um, <laughs> uh, Frank says, I'm still waiting for the AR glasses with the pacer runner. I, um, over the summer, a company that I think it's called Ghost Pacer reached out to me to do some consulting for them. They were like, we want you to test our product. I'm like, you want me to review it? If you want me to review it, I'll review it. But if it's not ready, don't send it. Or if you want me to give you feedback on it, like, and consult on it, I'll, I'm happy to do that too. They were like, you know, actually, we would love to get your feedback on it first. And so, like, we were going to do something, and then I think I stopped emailing them. So that was my fault. But the basic idea is you just wear something on your face and then you see that pacer. And I don't like everything that I've seen about it so far, the eyewear seems very heavy. And that's what concerns me about it. But once it gets light enough, then yeah. Instagram lately has been showing me a lot of uh, people doing like augmented reality art, like what they think augmented reality could look like in the next couple of years. And and it's far enough in the future where like robots walk around kind of like unattended too. So it's kind of weird because there's like humans walking around and robots walking and then AR. And it's kind of cool. It's a fun visual exercise. Or I don't know. Jody Beck says, I think you're onto something, Mike. I'm surprised the watch companies don't monitor your race and guide you automatically to the best time for you and not what you think you can run. I think well like garmin has like the race uh, like you could do a thing where it's like uh kind of like a race countdown or a race pace there's a race pace thing garmin has one i think i've never used it but i think there's like a race pace thing that will tell you if you're and you can also like set your own pace like set your race as a workout like 26.2 mile workout you know, and so if you go outside of that pace range, it'll buzz at you. You can do that too. But I don't think it's ever been like 
well, we'll tell you what your what that range is. That'd be, that'd be interesting too. Or like if it could be dynamic. So let's say you've got a tough course um, and it's very hilly in the beginning, like LA. And maybe you went too hard and based on your heart rate and what you've expended already, it says, well, now based on that, if you want to make it to the finish without hitting the wall, you better adjust your time down to like a great adjusted pace of plus 10 seconds per mile. You know, that would be interesting. That would be really interesting. Um, I feel like someone mentioned that Stride has AI directed training plans, which I didn't know. Um, but that would be awesome if like you could do that with a Stride integration using the foot pod, wind, elevation, how much power you're putting out going uphill and downhill. That'd be, that'd be something. All right. That's going to have to be it for today, guys. We just hit the hour mark. Oh man. I had a such fun time today. Hope you guys had a good time today too. Remember tomorrow, no live stream because I'm doing a thing with Relay where I'm going to get a chance to talk with Laura Thweet. So uh, I put something out on Instagram story. If you have questions that you want me to ask Laura, let me know. She's mostly there actually to get advice about running Boston. I don't have any input on that. But if you have, she'll be around. So I think we can ask her some questions, you know. So if you have questions that you want, send them to me on Instagram. We'll see how many I can slide in there. Um, and then Thursday, we'll be on again with Philly Bowden, YouTuber, professional runner. She's a lot of fun. I'm very excited. She just got back from uh, Altitude Camp in Flagstaff. And then I think she was in the Netherlands this week. I don't know. She's all over. So uh, we'll get her on on Thursday. So I see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.